I found 1212 right after I miscarried our first baby and I got connected with them. And before 1212, I felt very alone. After I got connected with the podcast and the small groups, I had people to come alongside with me in this journey that I'm on. Impact stories like this one are only made possible by donors like you. To donate to 1212 Ministries, text the word 12 to 345-345. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Standing at the altar, if you would have told me like the things we would go through, I would have said, no, like that, we're not going to, we're going to have kids easy, whatever. But I think it's sweet to see how the Lord laces his faithfulness through like every step of it all and how much you really do need things in each other you didn't know you even needed. Hey friends, welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. Together we are using our voices to walk alongside women navigating infertility and motherhood. I'm Holly and I'm so happy you're tuning in today. Hey friends, and I'm Nicole. Let me tell you a little bit about 1212 Ministries and why this podcast exists. 1212 Ministries creates a safe space for emotional restoration, physical healing, and spiritual discipleship for women who have or are experiencing infertility. We want to share hope in the hard things and encourage you to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Our heart behind this podcast is to make sure that no woman walks this journey alone. Welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. episode of the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. I'm here, Holly's here, and we have an amazing, amazing special guest with us. Uh, Lizelle is here. She is a fellow board member. She is an LPC. We're going to let her kind of just share all the things that she does, but she is a mom four, a four, right? Is it yes. four? Okay. Yes. Mom blessings. She's She is a superwoman. <laughs> But she does have a, a beautiful story of, of infertility and just like how the Lord has blessed her. Um, and she's just a wealth of knowledge. And um, I mean, not only because she's a board member, we wanted to have her mm-hmm. on, but just yes. she, she's fabulous, you guys. And I think that you're going to love her because we just love her and adore mm-hmm. her. And um, again, she just has so much wisdom. Oh, thanks, Nicole. Thank yeah. you. My name is Lizelle. I am a licensed professional counselor. Um, practice right here out of Frisco, Texas. Been doing it, oh, I think over eight, ten years. I've been wow. in the mental health field about fifteen. So um, a lot of experience. Got four kids, like Nicole was saying. So um, have a journey through through that through that experience as well. So the Lord is good and he has blessed us with, with uh, the kids and work. And, um, and I just love being with Nicole and Holly on uh, 1212. Yes. We love you. Yes. Yeah. We (laughs) love you so much. So today we're just going to just jump right into including your spouse on this infertility journey. I will be the first one to admit I did mm. not do this well. 
well, I, I didn't do it well. I think I didn't even know how to do it. And I think mm-hmm. I just, I, I'll just talk about myself. I won't put mm-hmm. you guys in it. But I think I just, as I assumed that mm-hmm. my, that my husband was like reading my mind, you know, yeah, reading my mind yeah. of what I needed, what I wanted and what, um, you know, I thought that this journey was going to look like. And so, Holly, what about you? Did you include John or were you just like on your own? (laughs) I think I like tried to strong arm thinking I didn't need his, like, I was like, I got this, like, you know, and then I think the Lord quickly showed me the strength he brought in my, like the, the Lord brought me strength, but also like John had exactly what I needed and I would have a pity party and he'd be like, you have to get up. Like you cannot cry about this, you have to get up and like do something about it. And so, yeah, I think I tried to say, I don't need your help a little bit. And the Lord was like, that's cute. You do need his help. That's why I gave you each other. I was like, okay. But we do often say, or I often think about the fact that standing at the altar, if you would have told me like the things we would go through, I would have said, no, like that, we're not going to, we're going to have kids easy, whatever. But I think it's sweet to see how the Lord laces his faithfulness through like every step of it all and how much you really do need things in each other. You didn't know you even needed. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's so beautiful. I like Thank that you. you used laces too, because that reminds me of, you know, scripture, uh, the three chords mm. and I'm easily broken. Yes. That's so, good. Yeah. Very beautiful. I think that, um, you know, you're right. I, I was guilty of that as well. Like I didn't, I did not think, to incorporate my husband. I would, you know, he knew what the goal was. He knew that we were trying to have kids, but I think just that personal struggle of it, I was like, you know, I've always kind of taken things like on my own and just, you know, handled it. And I'm like, I got this, I got this. And, you know, um, I, I think as I was learning and, you know, praying and just talking to God about the process and, and then as, you know, um, you know, I, I was practicing as a counselor and started working with women who deal with fertility. Uh, I was like, you know, it, it's really about just being intentional, mm-hmm. right? Intentionally including your spouse. I think oftentimes we just see them as like, oh, they're just right there. You know, like, you know me and we're married. And you, you if you see that I'm upset, then join in, help me out. Like, I don't need to voice everything to you. Um, But the journey of fertility needs more than that. It needs more than just, hey, notice I'm in a bad mood. I notice like, you know, I need your help. I need your support. Mm. Um, But instead, we have to be able to voice that to them. I mean, you know, they, the thing about men (laughs) is that, is that God wired them to be fixers, right? Mm. So, Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Fixers. And so if we just tell them, hey, I'm going through a hard time. This is what I need. uh, Most often they will just try their very best Mm -hmm. to support us in that way. So when I wanted to talk on the um, journey of fertility and how to support your spouse in that journey, Um, I, it, you know, there was like several points that came across and as I was studying this and researching it, I was like, well, this just seems very, you know, like why wouldn't anybody think of that? But again, I I just kept thinking, this is really about 
understanding it and being intentional about it. You know, like, for example, one of them is um, understanding that that you are a part of the treatment process. So mm-hmm. in the journey, <clears throat> I think what immediately comes to a man's mind is, well, it's her process. She's struggling. Um, she's, you know, and I just want to be a good husband to her. Mind you, they don't know what to do, but they're like, okay. <laughs> you know, but as you go through that process, they see, oh, you know, it could be me as well, you know, or, oh, I didn't know I had to get tested or run, you know, go through a treatment process as well. Um, but that's where it's like, okay, when you know that in the beginning or anywhere throughout the journey, when you know that you have to do this together, allow it to bring you closer in, not just like, okay, this is my journey and this is your journey and we just don't ever talk about it. Um, because it can really help bond the marriage in that way. Just mm-hmm. understanding like, oh, we are in this together. You do mm-hmm. have to go through something, you know, testing as well for us to get our, our goal to have a baby. <clears throat> so, um, you know, throughout the, throughout the process, there's a lot of ups and downs and hurts. And when we go through the, the phase of the part of it where it hurts, um, who do we turn to? to get mad at or as our punching bag we turn to our spouse right and so it's you know there's that point of never get into the blame game mm. and oh, that's good because that's really when we good. do that when we do that uh it's one it just sends us backwards like 10 steps backwards it's not you know productive to the to the process of like hey we're in on a team i think that there's other ways to blow that steam off right to process the difficulty of the journey but when we get into the blame it just like any marital situation conversation or or dispute when we get into the blame game we immediately go into defense mode rather than like oh how can I help this process how can I add to this um, so it's just, it's just not good, you know, like, especially in this, in this journey, it's just not good to, to go into the, the blame game. Yeah. Um, also, um, you know, something to do together is to educate, educate yourself, um, each other. Um, you know, the, the guy doesn't always know what you're going through mm-hmm. and vice versa. Also, you know, the, the specialists, the doctors, uh, OBs, like anybody, they can give you information. They can set you up with support systems, um, whether individually or, or as a couple. Um, there's just, there's more resources out there. But again, we have to, a lot of times when you go to sit in a doctor's office, they're not like, okay, here's all this stuff. They might throw you pamphlets, they, but they're not going to, they, most often are not going to say, okay, well, here's a support group here. Here's this resource for you. Here's some, like you almost have to ask for it. Um, So again, you'll probably hear me say intentional a lot, but it really, it's just kind of about knowing where you're at and knowing what you need Mm -hmm. and then being intentional in that and asking. Um, So that's good. Yeah. Um, Also, let's, um, how can you support her? So, you know, yes, it's about supporting her and, and I'll get to supporting him as well. But with the supporting her piece, um, I think it's just, it's like that extra step. 
that a husband can do to help support his wife. Um, a lot of times, you know, the day in and day out of the day of the routine can be overlooked in the, you know, like, how am I supporting my spouse? How am I supporting my wife? Um, oh, she's got the kids, she's doing the chores, doing the work, whatever it is, and I just come in and do the regular. But it's that extra step that they could take that says, okay, what do you need from me today? Mm-hmm. Yesterday was a hard day. This morning is a hard day. Today is a hard day. What more do you, what more could I do for you? And it's just that extra question, that extra support that they can offer. Um, when I talk to couples about um, how to, you know, just kind of pay attention to what the other spouse needs, I like to easily, I think this, I, I do this because it's a little bit more concrete. It's easy for, um, you know, the husband and wife to understand. But I go back to like uh, love languages. Mm-hmm. So something as simple as love language and just the mere understanding that we all love differently. So how do you love? What is your love language? Let me be sure that I love you based on your love language, not based on mine. So let's say mine is gifts and yours is act and, you know, mine is gifts and my husband's is um, acts of service. And you know, he comes home and he cleans and I'm just like, oh, he still doesn't think of me. And he's like, well, I did. I just like, you know, did the dishes for you and folded a little laundry. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, I haven't seen you all week. And uh, it's been a hard day. And then the next day he brings me flowers. Well, I'm just going to be like, oh, my gosh, he thought of me. <laughs> you know, it's just it's truly just that extra step. Now, I'm really not a, a gift person. <laughs> I am. I have an active service. Like, listen, I got four kids and laundry, like, you know, so please (laughs) pull some laundry. Um, And then let's see. Okay. So do not hesitate. Oh, actually, let me, let me come to that one later. Um, Always show her that you're on the same team, right? So this can be, this can be, you know, in the check-in talking to her, um, you know, just knowing like, um, I, I mean, in the appointments, whether or not you're able to make every single appointment together, a majority of them, it's good to always talk about it. How do you feel? Um, you know, let's, let's be sure that we're not only talking about our dreams and our goals, but also reality reality if we can just stay in touch with the reality of the struggle knowing that okay we tried it we hope that this works like our hope is not in this process but allow your hope to be in the Lord and what he is capable of doing um, because this process doesn't happen without him um, <clears throat> you know and so just to, to talk to to talk to each other about um, you know, where are we realistically feeling about this? This this could go great. This could not. Um, what would, if it doesn't, what is that going to look like? Um, maybe not every single time, but it is a point to touch on mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and then let's see, skipping the baby-oriented activities. So just understanding 
you know, that that can be painful. I don't think that men typically understand. I I know when, when we were going through it, oh my gosh, like everybody I knew was like having a baby and a baby shower and all this stuff. And I was like, I, like, I really cannot go. I cannot do this. And I remember my husband just kind of like, he was like surprised that I couldn't go because I was very like social and I wanted to go to all my friends' things. And then when I just didn't, um, I was like, no, like this just reminds me that of something that I'm not, I don't have right now. And it just hurts too bad. I'm not in a place that I could go. So I think just having just a, a simple respect for each other in that. Also, when it comes to family, like, and so we bring the circle in a little closer to family events. So let's say, you know, sister, sister-in-law, brother, brother-in-law, whatever, um, are having events and they're, you know, like upset. Oh, you're not going to come. Well, maybe if, if you and your spouse could talk about it, like, okay, we want to support our family, but how do we do that knowing that we're struggling as well? Um, and let that be maybe a, a plan. Okay, we'll go. We'll go for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, show our face, leave, and then make plans to decompress after that. Mm-hmm. Go to coffee. Go eat. Go get something to eat. Just decompress after that knowing that, okay, we supported. It was hard, but let's go do something together. Um, so that's so good. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, do not, um, hesitate or be afraid to get help if you need help, Mm -hmm. professional help. Um, just talking to somebody can really just allow that third party to help organize the thoughts, help you process those feelings, put words to them, allow you to express Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, it can be helpful. So don't hesitate to seek professional help if you need it. I love that. I love yeah. so many things that you said. Um, I have like one kind of question. Well, not a question. Well, maybe yes. Do you ever, something that John and I um, just learned to do with each other was when I bring something to him or I'm like having a bad day or whatever it is, if it's fertility related or it's not, he'll say, do you, do you want comfort or solutions? Because, because they are such fixers, I would like come to him and he would automatically start fixing. And I would be like, no, no. Like, I just want you to like, hold me and let me have a minute. Um, and then if I wanted a solution, same. So then he started using it on me as well because I told him about it. And then he was like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And I thought he would use it more. Um, like I would use it more with him, but he's now yeah. using it with me. But do you ever, have you used that before? Is that something? Yes, I have used that. I've used okay. it personally and I've suggested it to other couples because you're right. Um, personally, um, when I've gone through just, I mean, anything, and I just need to, like, just talk it out. Yes. Immediately, my husband will come in, and he'll just come, he'll just say, like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I'm like, listen, I I don't need that. Like, what I need mm-hmm. is you to just listen. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Um, and, I mean, it's good, you know. Yeah. Just a lot of times, like, in new couples and seasoned couples, we get into those conversations and they can quickly turn into fights and blow up. Mm-hmm. We're just yeah. not on the same page. Yes. We just don't communicate the same. We're always fighting. 
And it can really just be little pieces mm. that we offer each other to say, yeah. this is what I need from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yes. Helpful. Yes. I love that. I okay. love it. And just so listeners can know, what is the, what's the name of your practice or is it? Um, so I work for intentional counseling, Okay. Um, but I, I work at that office in Frisco and yeah, work for myself. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. So many good nuggets, Lizelle. Thank you so much just for speaking yeah. into these women and these couples and giving them tools to navigate this journey because we know it's hard and you can't do it alone. Yes. Our refined event guys is in April. I can't, you can't make this up. You can't. So we're going to try this again. Ladies, our refined event is in April. Um, we will send out details on that soon, but we really hope that you can attend and we love you so much. You can't make up the fact that my dog just barked. We hope to see you there. Can't wait to see you. Goodbye. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.